Welcome to another podcast day at Spirit and Truth Worship Center. And the Bible story I'm going to share with you today is going to be about the rich young ruler. It's found in the book of Matthew and Mark and in Luke. And today I'm going to share with you from the book of Mark, chapter 10, verse 17 through 23. And the theme I'm talking about today is how much will this really cost me? Everything in life, anything worth having has a price tag on it. There's a price to pay either with your energy, with your finances, with your heart, with your intelligence, whether it be a job or an invention or a career or musical ability. There is a price to pay in life for these things that we value. There's a a price to pay when there's things that you desire, even something materially, a certain car or a beautiful purse for ladies, and you have to be willing to pay the price if you want to have it. There is a price to be paid. And I'm going to start by reading the story, several verses here, but all of it's going to work together for the idea today that I want to share with you from the Word of God. Mark chapter 10, and we're going to start at 17. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came a man running, which was a rich young ruler, and kneeled before Jesus and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus said unto him, Why do you call me good? There is none good but one, and that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor thy father and mother. Verse 20, And the rich young ruler answered and said unto him, My master, all of these I have observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, I want just to emphasize that right there in verse 21, where Jesus is looking at this young man before he's done anything. He's just asking how to be saved. He hasn't done anything yet. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way and sell whatsoever you have and give it to the poor, and thou shalt have a treasure in heaven. And come and take up your cross and follow me. Verse 22. And he was sad at that saying and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. So the Lord gave him an answer. The same answer that he gives to every one of us is to give our all. And this young man who seemed so eager and said he was so dedicated and devoted and he had kept all the commandments from his youth, he went away sad. He left Jesus sad at what was required. He went away grieving because he had so much. And yet it seems as if his possessions and what he owned meant more to him than giving his life to Christ, than than what he said he wanted. There was something in his life that was more important than him giving his all. Jesus looked around about and says to his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? I don't really totally feel like everything in this verse is about finances. That's the literal interpretation. But I also see some of us we're never going to have riches we we're not going to be tempted to hold on to what we don't have but we have other things that we value and there's other parts of our hearts 
and the things that we aspire to that we want to be saved. But at the same time, we reserve parts to ourselves. We want to give the minimum. We want to give the parts we want to give of ourselves to the Lord. We want to give the commitment we want to give. When What Christ asks us is, are you willing to give everything? Are you willing to give your all? Are you willing to be sold out, committed 100%? When we come to the Lord and we want to serve the Lord, how much is it really going to cost me? So many people want a lot for a little. They want to come and they want to have all the benefits, but at the same time, they're just going to barely give a little bit of commitment and a little bit of themselves. And they're they're just going to hit and miss and this and that, and yet reserve the biggest portion and say, you know what? I love the Lord. I'm committed, but I really don't have time to serve Him. I really don't have time to care about others. I really don't have time to be fully committed, or I don't really want to give my all. The Lord gave him a requirement. He said, I'm glad you know the commandments. I'm glad that you've done all of this from a youth. But my request is I have one more thing to ask from you. And I want you to give everything away. I want you to give your all. Everything in life has a price. Serving the Lord, there's a cost. There's a price. There's some things that you, your flesh wants to do. There's some things that you're, that you've always done that you don't want to have to learn new things. You don't want to have to start over. And the Lord says, you know, I'm glad that you want to serve me, but I'm going to ask you to give everything. Every institution, every organization, every service industry, they have their standards, they have their excellence, they have requirements, they have expectations. If you went to the hospital and you're a nurse and you say, I want to have a job here, I want to get a good paycheck, I want the highest that you're going to pay for my position, but I refuse to wash my hands. I'm not, I'm not going to come in whenever you need me. When there's a crisis, I'm not going to stay over. I'm not sure you're going to get that key job that you want. Job hiring, they give you a list of expectations of your degree, of of your training, of what they expect. Every institution has requirements, expectations. They have standards. So does the Lord in serving Him. So does the Bible. The Bible's full of, of standards, but we don't look at it as as a rule book, we look at it as this is what I do when I'm serving the Lord. If you're going to have a, a fabulous hotel and not just one of those that we are all not real thrilled to stay in, if you have a high caliber resort, if your expectations are high, the decorations are on spot, the service, they're smiling, they, they're customer oriented. If you ask for something, they're not going to snap at you and say it can't be done. They're going to smile and say, sure. That's coming right up. Let me let me get that for you. You know that the bedrooms are clean. You know that the bathrooms are clean. That's that's a respectable high institution. And they have standards. You pay for that. The higher you go, you pay for that. There's schools. Some schools are great. Some schools are not so great. Their scores are not that great. The higher you go in quality, the higher the expectation. Colleges. You know, I can't just print myself a college degree out on the internet and say, hey, I graduated with my doctorate degree in whatever. I'm a surgeon, but I've never done the studies. I haven't lived up to the standard. I haven't passed the ultimate requirement. I don't have the stamina for that. There are, I want them to have those requirements. Who's going to work on me or where I'm going to stay? I want there to be a cleanliness. I want there to be an intellectual requirement. 
I want there to be training. How about driver's license? When you take your kid to get a driver's license and they're taking that test, I don't want someone just to pass my kid on through. I My kids just thought, you know, you let I let them practice in the country back in Michigan where no one else was and they felt like, we know how to drive, we're good drivers, but you get out here in this Southern California, millions of people on the road, bumper to bumper, and you try to train a student driver, that's a difficult task. They have a test to take. They have someone critical sitting next to them. But when you know how many kids, there's hundreds and hundreds of kids every year who die in traffic accidents. I want them to be strict. I want my kids to pass the test. I want them to learn the laws of driving. I'm not going to go in and argue with the drivers training people and and they're not going to give in to me. They're not going to say, you know what, mom, I'm sorry that you didn't like that test. We're just going to pass your kid on through. No, I don't want that to happen. Anything in life, there's going to be a high requirement. Yet some people come to Christ and they don't want to give anything. They don't want to study the word of God. They don't want to develop a prayer life. They don't want to serve others. They want to come when they want to come and they want to dabble and they want to have a degree to say, hey, I'm a Christian. There's a price to be paid for how high you want to go in the kingdom of God. The altar, the ulterior is that Satan is a deceiver. He's a master of keeping his cost hidden. He fools you. He says, ah, you know what? Just be lazy about your walk with God. Just dabble, have fun in the world and go to church on Sunday just to feel like you made your mother happy or you made your spouse happy or you kept up an image that you've always had and you can have a foot in both worlds and you're going to be fine. No, there's a cost. Satan might hide that cost from you, but he will hide it until it's too late. And people that dabble with their foot in the world and their foot in the church, sometimes it's a long, almost too late by the time They have a shipwreck and they realize that they believed a lie. There's a price to be paid. The rich young ruler went away sad. And it's so amazing that how the Bible says that that Jesus looked at him lovingly. He looked at him with love. Regardless, the Lord is lovingly reaching for us. Even when we disappoint him or we disappoint ourselves with our reactions sometimes or our expectations and what we're willing to give up in our heart or what we're willing to develop and work on working a prayer life working devotional life all those things that that require something of us there's a price to be paid for a walk with God and we've got to be willing to give everything Christ is loving and encouraging I want you to remember that today when you count the cost when you know as a woman I look at these beautiful purses that last forever. The resale value never goes down. They're way more expensive than maybe a purse you're going to get at Walmart. If you're willing to save your money, if you're willing to do without a few things in order to get that beautiful piece of art that you're going to keep and that it's always going to hold its value and it means something to you and it makes you feel good, you're willing to let go of things, skip your Starbucks drinks, skip something else that you might do, in order to save and save and save. Maybe it's a young person that's saving for a hobby or a kid that's saving for a particular item, a a game they want. They're willing to let go of some superficial things in order to get that thing they really want. We do what we want. 
if we decide we want to live for God and go in all the way, we're going, we can do it. No one can inherit the kingdom of heaven on their own merit. So even though the rich young ruler said, I've done all the commandments my whole life. I've lived a perfect life. And the Lord said, yeah, but you're holding some things back. You haven't given everything. I want you to sell everything, give to the poor. He turned around and left because he felt like he was good enough that God could just put him in the disciples. Just put me in there. Don't ask me to pass a test. Don't ask me to do one more thing. Don't give me any requirements. I'm worthy. I, I can do this. I'm a good guy. I have followed the rules. We can't get, we have to depend on the grace of God. We've got to be real. We've got to be vulnerable. We've got to be ready to say, Lord, if you want to change something to me, even if I've been so comfortable there, even if that's my identity, I'm going to let you fool with me in that one area. And I'm going to let you work on me and remove that from me, even though it's comfortable, even though it's something I've always had. If you want that changed in me, I got to be willing to give that up and say, yes, Lord, I'm going to let you work in that area of my life. The only thing you can worship in this world that will satisfy your soul is Jesus. We are born to worship. When you put anything else before Jesus, when you put a relationship, when you put the finances that you feel pride that you're making a certain amount of money and you're buying a certain kind of house and you have a certain kind of car and your kids are in a certain kind of sport, but all those things are stealing your time and your energy and your devotion and your dedication, they become an idol to you. That thing becomes more important than your everyday walk with the Lord, than your devotion to the Lord. We have to turn that thing around because that cannot satisfy you in the end. The only thing that will satisfy you is when you're 100% sold out and nothing is before the Lord. There's no idols before him and you're worshiping the Lord that is first in your life. There's going to be a fullness. There's going to be a blessing that comes with that. Everything you desire when you seek first the kingdom of God, he says, all of these things will be added unto you. Jesus does offer a better way to live, but it requires everything. It requires 100% of your heart being sold out, not to what you want to do or the dreams that you have, but it's saying, Lord, I will give you everything. When you give him everything and you and you just start following him, the things that you think you want, you're going to get the things that are good for you because God's, he's going to give you a better way to live, but it is going to require that you pay the cost, which is 100% of your heart. So it will cost you something to serve Jesus, but it's going to be the only thing that will satisfy you at the end of your life. You're going to look back and say, what I did for Christ, it's not in vain. What I did, I sowed it into the kingdom. I, I cared about souls. I gave everything I had. I was worshiped him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And it's not in vain. You will have a peace in your heart that nothing else can give you. A fullness, a contentment that nothing else can give you than when you are sold out 100% to the Lord Jesus Christ. You won't have to go away sorrowful. You won't have to go away grieving. When you surrender to the Lord, either way, when we're pleasing God or we're not pleasing God, he looks at us with love like he did the rich young ruler. He looked at him lovingly and he spoke to him the truth. He gave him the flat out truth, but he did it in love. And that's how God is with us. So just be willing 
to open your heart and listen to that still small voice. And the Lord is saying, coming back closer to me again, you kind of wandered off. You, you got a good heart, you got good desires, but you're letting other things be more important to you than my time with you. He's calling you higher today. And I pray that you will hear his voice and you'll be willing to say, yes, yes, Lord. I'm going to pray for you right now that you'll have a great rest of your week and that you'll keep listening to the still small voice of the Lord speaking in your life. Lord, I thank you today for your word, for the parables and the stories that you shared, that you gave us examples of what you expect. And Lord, there's one thing that you require of us, even if we are, we consider ourselves good Christians, Lord, there's something in our heart that we can surrender to you so that we can be 100% committed, 100% sold out to you and your cause and to be in tune with your spirit and to give you the worship you deserve. Nothing else deserves our worship and our admiration and our love the way that you deserve it. And our worship to you should be pure and not distracted and not full of things of this world that we try to fill our hearts with. God, this week, I want to be conscious to be in your presence in my car, in my house, whatever I'm doing, each part of the day, I want one part of that day for me to focus and worship and put music on and to think about you as I walk, as I work, as I deal with my family. I want every part of that to be a worship to you and show my love for serving you and our relationship to be closer than it's ever been in my life. And I pray that for everyone listening, right now that their relationship with you will be closer than it's ever been that they'll be willing to live up to the standard and to pay the price and to study to show themselves approved because that is for our protection that is for our good that is the quality that you want to see in us in our character i thank you for your word in jesus name amen Amen.